Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to talk about my strategy of it's not really a strategy because I'm sure if I'm sure I'd lose any sort of uh, time uh, crossword, which I'm not interested in how fast I do it. No, um, no, so, no. It's, a, it's an educational tool for me. It's a way to learn new words. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, it's, it's like, uh, knitting or something. It's just, it's just soothes, it soothes me. And I feel, I feel, I like to do them. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, what I like to do is I like to go do all the acrosses and I don't pay any attention to the downs. I just go through all the acrosses and what I like about that is that I'll hardly get anything on my first pass. I'll get like yeah. five five words or something. You know, hard, you know, depending on the day. Yeah, I, but I'll, I'll, I'll hardly get anything. And and then and th- that's the nice part because you look at it and you say, well, even though I hardly got anything, I'm it's now going to do the yeah. Now I'm yeah. going to do the downs. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get more downs than I got at crosses, because I have yeah. uh, I have a few. You got some help. Uh, yeah. I got some help, and then and then it keeps on going that way, and then eventually you finish <laughs> it, and then and then you remember back remember back to when it looked hopeless, and yeah. and and it's a good feeling, so that's, that's yeah. Why I, well, a couple like of times in way. my life, I've actually gone through the puzzle. Uh, across and actually gone straight through and finished the whole puzzle, but that's on a Monday. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think I've ever done a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah, uh, or any other. I, but a couple times over the years, I've you know started at number one and just went right through the damn puzzle and filled it out. You know, right. But that's well, rare. Yeah. I think maybe twice in thirty years I've been able to yeah. do that. And in a way, it's not it's not even as satisfying. It's it's like, well, oh, was, it was for me. It was enormously oh, okay. satisfying. Yeah, I mean, All it was right. just the idea of just going through and being able to nail every single one of them. You know, uh, yeah, that was very satisfying. Yeah, some of the things I like is uh, one of the most satisfying things for me is dis, uh, deciding to ba- deciding that a word you put down is wrong because there's just. Oh, okay. Yeah. The evidence, the evidence starts building up against it, yeah, and yeah. and then it, 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 you were so sure that it was right, and then the yeah. evidence starts, the evidence starts building up against it. That's an important mental trait uh, to be able to face uh, and admit that you were wrong. You know, I mean, that's a major thing that very few people actually are able to do. It turns out, right? I mean, not just uh, uh, in crossword puzzles. I mean, in life. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe crossword puzzles teach you a little bit about life. At yeah, times, huh? good training. Yeah, yeah. But but then you you know you so you back it out and then and then well and then it the all falls thing. into place. <laughs> yeah, that was the best thing you ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy the crossword puzzles. I enjoy the best, of course, are the you know Friday and Saturday ones that are just a mess. You know, because I always do them in pen. 
and um, you know, and if I fuck up, then it just really looks bad. <laughs> You know, and yeah. my favorite puzzles are the ones that are just all fucked up, but I finally got right. <laughs> yeah, I I almost always do them online. I've, I I uh, I got started with puzzles when they were uh, I mean not not that long ago, maybe uh, about ten years ago or so, when they were yeah. already available. They were already available on the internet, and um, yeah. and there it's it's kind of nice because you hit the you hit the enter key. It just takes you to the next clue, and so you get you know you get a developer. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you get used to the yeah the routine, it, it's uh, probably really not. I've done a couple online, but you know not enough to to get a rhythm going with it. You know. And then, then especially uh, uh, erasures are especially not an issue at you know when you're doing it yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I don't really get much satisfaction out of doing them online. Uh, I just do them on in the newspaper, or I don't do them at all. Yeah, right. and once in a while I find the news. In fact, a couple of days ago, I uh, my laptop was busted. <laughs> it was in the shop, and so I bought a newspaper. And, you know, in the morning, did the crossword puzzle. You know, and that was that was fun. But I haven't. You know, like I said, I, I gave it up a couple months ago. So now, now another thing that you'll probably take issue with me about is. I don't really do them to learn. Okay, mm-hmm. so so um, when I do them, I don't. Well, I, first of all, I don't use any aid whatsoever, a dictionary uh-huh. or. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, nowadays it, it, you could you could use Google, and that would just be too big of a uh, advantage. Oh, it's still hard. It's still hard. I, yeah. I have been unable to f- finish some puzzles, even with the full force of the internet behind me. <laughs> yeah, and and what you'll notice is that most answers, anyway, are like common expressions. You know, uh, that where the internet's not going to really help you, but it will help yeah. you in a, yeah. with a couple. Yeah, with it, a couple it helps of on some things, factual things. You know, an island. You know, in the South right. Pacific or something. They had. They had a uh, today. They had a um, um, what's his name, Brad Pitt uh, film, and it was like one of his films that no one ever heard of. So it, it would have helped there, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't but, mind. Uh, I I don't think of it as cheating. I just see it as research. I do what I can do, and I don't usually spend more than uh, well. I wouldn't spend more than an hour on it. And if I can't finish it in an hour, then uh, then I resort to Google, <laughs> and that usually cracks it. Yeah. So so like what I do is I, I won't use anything. I won't use a dictionary. I won't use uh, Google. Um, and I w- uh, I will just do as much as I can, and then I take I take pleasure in in like if I can't finish it, uh, in in coming back to it an hour or two later. And, and <laughs> I still have some that I haven't finished, and I'm still keeping them here. <laughs> that yeah. Now, if I had a paper version, that would probably I'd probably oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, have you ever heard you know who Rupert Sheldrake is? No. Uh, he he uh, invented a term called morphogenetic fields, and what he says is, well, he was saying that that uh, if you that you know, lab uh, lab rats being tested on a new device uh, take uh-huh. a certain amount of time to do it, 
But uh, six months later, you can test rats in another part of the world who have never seen that device, and they actually run it faster than the first rats did the first time. And, uh, and he pretty well uh, proved that that was, in fact, true, and, and he did prove it with some other things, too. And what he, his hypothesis is that, uh, that once somebody does something, there is some way that information is propagated. He doesn't know how, but he's saying that there is. Right. And uh, if that's true, then the crossword puzzle uh, would it would make sense. The, the first day it comes out, not many people have finished, you know, but a month later, a lot of people have done it, and it's in the air. And, of yeah. course, your own brain has had time to, to well, sort of ruminate it on it uh, unconsciously. You know. Well, so that's coming what back I think is happening. Well, I don't know, but it, it definitely, although like I can say I've got a few here that are months old that I still haven't finished, can't get them. <laughs> right. So, so I'll come back to them. I'll come back to them later in the day, a couple hours later, uh, maybe the next day. And, um, and then I might, I might get down to, uh, I have one or two spaces that I haven't filled in, you know, and I just can't figure it out. Uh, yeah. well, well, I'll leave it. And, and, and it mm-hmm. might be a it might be a clue that I could look up, but no, no. So I don't really consider it a learning. I, I just consider it um, I consider it uh, like um, a fun exercise in in uh, connecting the dots. And well, you can consider it yes, many different ways. I do consider it. Uh, a, a mental exercise and a learning experience. So right. that's why that didn't bother me at all. People say I'm cheating, and I say, "Hell no, man! I'm learning. <laughs> this isn't cheating." But 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 you see, that that's I, I like the the connecting the dots aspect of it, and so um, I feel I feel I like to see how I can actually I actually can get it, uh, given and uh, letting my you know letting it my brain process on it or whatever yeah. and, and letting, what do they say then the synapses or what, what do they say? Uh, it's brain terminology, uh, making the connections. Uh, and, and so I like, I, I prefer to do that than, than to, uh, um, to look it up. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's funny how how uh, the first time uh, I, I I came across you on, uh, in in Skypecast how you had you had a room that had a compl- I don't remember what the theme was but it was it was completely off to- off topic and uh, and how I just kind of for some whatever reason or other I I, I decided I just want to talk about crossword puzzles and that's what we ended up doing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, I'm always desperate for an intelligent conversation. I don't really care what the hell the subject is. As long as it's with somebody who's actually thinking, I'll talk about just about anything, you know? And, and then, and then, you know, it was about over a year later, I think that, you know, just recently now that, uh, that I went into your room, uh, your Gendo room and, yeah. and somehow the conversation also went into crossword. Really? And, yeah. And, 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 and then you and then you said, "Well, I've talked to you before," and, and it had been like over a year before on Skypecast, not here. And and 
And I said, I don't remember your name, but I do remember talking to a guy about crossword puzzles, and it was, you know, it was like off topic, you know, and and uh, and I'm so I, I'm pretty sure you were the sa- it was it was you were the same person. You said you kind of remembered me, yeah, one way or another. Yeah. Well, I probably have that recorded somewhere, and as I slowly dig through all my old archives and edit them, and you know, make them available, maybe one day I'll run into that one. <laughs> I've got about 1,800 recordings that I haven't edited yet, so it's going to take a while to get through them. Impossible to find, I think. Oh, no, not impossible to find. It's just I go through them one at a time and listen. If it's there, I'll find it. But you're making new ones at the same time. Well, yeah, but those get edited right away. and, and uh, But this is a backlog of things that I recorded on Skype. I've got about 1,800 recordings from the Skypecast days. I'm up to date on uh, talk show. I mean, mm-hmm. I edit those things right after, and, and a lot of the times is, I mean, I know when I when I end the call whether there's anything on there I want to keep or not, and if there isn't, I just throw it away, and if there's, there's something on there, I download it and edit it and put it back up. Mm-hmm. So where did all the Skypecast people go? Well, some of them came here, and I don't know what happened to all the Arabs. <laughs> I mean, they had yeah. taken over Skypecast. They must be. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're getting so desperate and so dangerous as they're out of Skypecast. Yeah, we got to find something quick to. <laughs> <laughs> something to keep them busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people showed up here on, on TalkShoe. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. In fact, several of the people that, you know, that are regulars and in my room now were regulars, you know, before in Skypecast. So, mm-hmm. did you did you have ways? Did you you had a lot of their emails, I guess, and kept in well, touch. Well, when I knew, well, when I knew that Skypecast, uh, I mean, I never added lots of uh, contacts in Skype because it just got ridiculous, you know. But when I found out they were quitting, I started collecting contacts of people that, you know, that I thought were interesting, and yeah, and when I found out. You know, when I discovered TalkShoe, I messaged all the people I knew in Skypecast where I was. And some of them came and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I hear uh, I, you got a lot of buzz here on TalkShoe. I hear a lot of people talking about your uh, your your room. Really? Yeah. Really? That surprises me because I don't get very many people in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a little frustrating. People saying, "Yeah, it is. It's like it's like um, it's like me trying to get people to talk talk burner. I, I, it's it. People don't. People aren't into it. Not too many people are into it. But I, I think, uh, I think eventually it'll it'll catch on. Oh yeah, I think we're just ahead of the curve right now, and um, you know the time will come when this will be. Well, you know, we'll see. I'm, it, it's ideal for me. I like it. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't really care. In fact, that's what I uh, why I got this second. Com- well, the second computer is really a backup for my laptop in case something goes wrong with that. But um, it's also so I can uh, run talk shoe rooms. You know, it, well, anyway, it, it's difficult to do it with just one computer because if I'm playing an audio file. I have no audio myself. All the audio ends up uh, shuffling into uh, the talk shoe thing. 
and uh, so I can't hear anything or do anything that re- that uses sound, mm-hmm. which is okay because when I'm at at, at, um, at uh, Starbucks, I'm usually I have a book, so I'm just sitting there reading, you know, or doing something else. But I realized when I'm home, if I had two computers, I could use my second computer to, uh, you know, to uh, run a Skype cast or a, a you know a talk show room. Uh, and just play audio files, and, and the fact that there's no audio for me on that, you know, I mean, no problem because I can just work on my regular computer. So, is your second computer a Mac as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got one of those little Mac Minis. It's a little. I, I always disdained that I couldn't imagine why anybody would ever get a Mac Mini, but it's just ideal for me. I mean, it's six inches by six inches by two inches high. Yeah, my son used to have one. They're, yeah. I think they're nice. Oh, it's wonderful, you know, and it's just you, you it just sits there and I you know, I got a nineteen inch monitor for it and uh yeah. keep a little track ball and everything works great. It doesn't take up much room and do, you know, do they still sell those or are they just uh Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't know they did. Um so do you do a lot of your shows from the Starbucks? Uh almost all of them. Oh. Huh. Yeah, well, I didn't last week because, like I said, my portable uh, the video card was crapping out, so I had it replaced, and I was without it for a week. So I was doing it at home last week. Well, but, I I, I kind of picture you going to the Starbucks, and I think, and and doing your show, and I sort of think, well, it's like, it's like you're in the in the real world. Um, where people come in and out, of, and maybe you maybe you might engage one of them in conversation, and you're in the internet world at the same time doing sort of the same thing. Uh, is that it? Uh, no, you know the people in the start. I mean, occasionally I I talk with people, but uh, I mean, and I do. I mean, if, uh, you know, a good-looking woman is always interesting to talk to. But, right. Um, you know, and sometimes I talk to people, but usually I have a book. I'm usually there reading. Why do you go to Starbucks? Oh, because I like it. You know, it's not, uh, the particular one I go to is sort of special. It's got very interesting architecture, and it's yeah. pretty busy. A lot of yeah. a lot of young people go there, and it's just kind of yeah. a nice place. I like the people that work there, yeah. and I like the 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 view out the windows, and it's just sort of a cool place to go spend a couple hours every day. Yeah, I understand. I, I, in fact, uh, my wife and I, we we go to Starbucks on Saturday morning uh-huh. at UC yeah. Irvine. I don't really care about whether it's Starbucks. Actually, I, I really sort of don't like Starbucks. Just you know, just I mean, I wish it was just a one up coffee house, you know, that somebody owned, a sort of artsy, craftsy little place, you know. But and there is one of those around, but uh, it doesn't have any internet. So, yeah. well, we you know. we. I don't care so much that it's Starbucks either, but we like it's, it's it's where my son's going to school, and uh, and um, we we like to go there and feel like part of the college scene, even though we're yeah. not. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, a lot of students go here and, and study, you know, and uh, so it's, yeah, it's a nice place, you know. I, I it's fun. I like the people there, and uh, I like the atmosphere in the neighborhood, you know, and uh, it's just it's just a nice place to go and. You know, I mean, I could do it all at home, but that's boring, you know. 
And you don't have anyone looking at you strangely as you do your show from there? No, nobody's even paying any attention. Nobody, you know, nobody knows what's going on. They're all doing what they're doing, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess we're all used to people talking on cell phones, so it's... Yeah, yeah. It, nobody pays any attention. I mean, once in a while, if, you know, if someone, like if I'm sitting at a counter, like, I mean, they, they have a counter uh, at this Starbucks, and sometimes I'll sit up there. And, uh, you know, and if there's someone sitting right next to me, but, you know, they're usually, like I say, a lot of them are students and, uh, you know, they're, or they're with a friend and they're talking or they're studying or they're reading. I mean, they're, they're all, they've all got their own lives. They're, they don't give a shit about me. Once in a while, somebody looks and, and notices what I'm doing. But, you know, I mean, I could just be talking on the, you know, uh, you know, I mean, because I've seen people wearing headsets in there, uh, in fact, talking on Skype, just talking to a friend or something, you know. But I, I, I like that kind of thing. I, I, I like I like getting out and uh, being where there's a lot of people that I don't know personally. Oh yeah, right, yeah. And just kind of taking in humanity, I think, is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, a place where there's, especially where there's good energy, you know, like young young people. Yeah. Uh, I like I like I always say I like to see the beautiful people. You know, like, uh, yeah. I, I enjoy going to, um, I don't, you know, the Spectrum in Irvine on a maybe on a Saturday night. Um, um, there's just a lot of it, 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 there's just a lot of people that are they're they're dressed up and looking their best and and arm yeah. in arm and and it's just it's just kind of a fun thing to do I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see this as actually part of my mission, really, because occasionally I do meet somebody and we'll end up in, in an interesting conversation and you know, that might make a difference for somebody, you know? So, I mean, there are a couple of times where I really just was sort of tired and didn't feel like getting in my car and driving out there. And I thought, you know, I don't know who I might miss if I don't go there today. I mean, I almost never talk to people, but once in a while I do. And several times it's, it's been really good. And I was really glad that I happened to be there that day to talk to that person. So, I mean, part of my job is to make myself available to the universe, you know, and that's part of what I do is I go to Starbucks and I'm available. You know, if God or Bob wants to plant somebody in my way, then, you know, then I'll deal with it. But it's just like that on the Internet as well, in your, in your Internet room. You, you go yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'm there and if some, you know, I'm available, basically. Yeah. And waiting for these chance opportunities, I, I don't know, I think it's... I think there's a big parallel between your Starbucks. Uh... Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I see them as almost the same thing. You know, it's just that it's a, one is in the Matrix and the other one is in what I call Squish. <laughs> okay, what's Squish stand for? Well, Squish is um, you know physical, you know biological reality, as opposed to the Matrix that we're in right now. Right. Okay, so squish. The word squish has a physical sound. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's biological squishy. It's not uh-huh. not cybernetic. <laughs> you know, it's the physical body. It's not electronic. Yeah. yeah. So there's uh-huh. two worlds. There's squish and the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I saw the matrix, and and uh, I'm a computer programmer, and you would think that uh, that sort of movie would appeal to me, but I I just you know I just didn't really even like it. <laughs> Really? You're the yeah. first person I've talked to who said that. 
I'm the first person. I, I I don't know anyone who's seen it that hasn't liked it, and I just yeah. really didn't like it. I mean, it. The, the second two were a waste of time, but the first one I thought was just amazing. And, right. and a relative accurate description of reality, too. Um not that the the see for me the there well I use the word the matrix two different ways I mean I use it in the sense that it was used in the movie because I think like I say right now we are in the matrix it's just very primitive it's mostly just audio and and crappy you know video I mean things like Second Life and stuff like that or World of Warcraft that kind of stuff um, but it's it's getting better. But then uh, the matrix that I think is most interesting is the matrix of language that exists in our brain that we mistake for reality. And that is almost a precise analogy to the movie. The vast majority of human beings literally live in a linguistically induced hypnotic trance. And they think that the story they've got going in their head that's made of language is the way the world really, really is, as opposed to just merely, uh, uh, you know, their theory constructed yeah. in language. And now, that is precisely the position the people in the Matrix are in. They mistake, you know, something that's going on for the way it is, as opposed to just the sensory impressions they're getting. Now, in, in the description of, of your room, you, you say something about, like, I'm trying to remember exactly how you put it, but you, you're talking about um, you were treating language as like like computer program, like debugging, like bugs or something like yeah. that. I, remind yeah. me what, what how you well, put it. Well, the five stupidities of English. I, I, you know, I, well, I don't remember what I don't know. You're talking about the description that's of your written room. up in, in. Well, let me um, let me read it. <laughs> I haven't read it in a while. Let me be my guess. Let me. Take, uh, let me Take a look here. Yeah, I, I've uh, been writing and rewriting that particular statement for a year <laughs> or, or even more, maybe. I, I've been doing the same thing, trying to describe Talkburner. I've been writing and rewriting how I explain it to people, and uh, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, for some reason, my... Uh, well, I guess no, my system talks you is just a little slow. And Okay, here it is. Um, eliminating linguistic obstacles to waking up from the age-old trance humans call reality. You've been hypnotized, hijacked by your own language machine. You believe that the voice in your head is who or what you really are, your so-called self. You live in the illusion that you actually know what reality really is. You don't. I don't. Nobody knows. It's time to wake up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a computer programmer, I sometimes late at night, I'll, I'll, as I'm drifting off, uh, I'll be thinking about a program, and we always think about bugs in our programs, and yeah. and then and then sometimes you know I'll. Uh, We'll we'll have we have fever dreams, you know, and uh, especially if we have a fever, <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 then I'll start to think, well, what if there's a bug in my brain, you know? Uh, oh yeah, well there is. You, right. You, as long as you have regular English running in your language machine, yeah. you've got at least five serious bugs. 
Right. Yeah. And, 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 then, and that's what I, I didn't describe it in this thing. That's when I talk about the five stupidities of English and that, you know, if you think in English, you're confused because we buy into a, a whole sets of assumptions that are, in fact, wrong about 90, well, in one case, about 90% of the time. Uh, but th- there's no other way to think because English has default values, just like, well, I, I, you, I don't know if you heard me talk about this, but again, like right now, I am not doing this talking. There is no time for Heron to sit here and think, well, in my next sentence, I'm going to use these three words here and, and getting them in the right order and make sure the inflection is all right. And, you know, it's impossible to do that. I, I, I have no idea how I talk because, in fact, I am not talking. My language machine is generating this stuff for me according to the way it's been programmed. There just isn't time for anybody to consciously construct language uh, when they're talking. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's done automatically according to the way your brain has been programmed throughout your whole life and by the sort of standard rules of English that has all sorts of default values that, um, you know, that we never think about, never have been told about. We just open our mouths and out this stuff comes, and most people actually think that they are saying it. We say stuff like, I said this, and then he said that, and then I said but it's just not true. Yeah. In a, in a previous life, I was a uh, a translator, uh, and I did court trials. Mm-hmm. And and their language, um, that, there I had sort of an appreciation of language of how of how it works. That was oh, um, yeah. a, a different yeah. perspective. The um, I, I remember. Um, Especially when um, it, it, they were, it was, uh, I would be translating the, um, what was going on at the witness stand. So the, the, the attorney would ask a question, the, the, the witness would answer, and I'm, I'm sitting at the side of the defendant, um, whispering in, in his ear um, everything that's happening, uh, everything everyone's everyone's saying, and um, and you have to do it. You know, simultaneously while while the trial is going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And and the way and see if you get too bogged down with the words, you can't get bogged down with the words, or you'll just you know you won't. No, be you able lose to keep. the whole thing. Yeah. I've so, been I've been through a lot of this stuff. I've studied translation actually. I've read a couple books on it, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, do it, but. Yeah, I did, I did this for six years. I did this six years before becoming a computer programmer. What language uh, did you Spanish, do? Yeah. Spanish, yeah. In, in the local courts here in, in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. And and um, the thing I used to do was I used to pretend like I was watching a movie. Instead of instead of uh, listening to words, I was I was hearing what was being said, but I could see a movie happening, and I could see the, right. you know, I could see. Oh, that's an interesting strategy. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I could see the person going into the room and and finding a, 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 a finding a man in there, and he was holding yeah. a gun, and and yeah. and and but it was all playing out in my mind like a movie. The the, word, yeah. the, the words that were coming in. So you and weren't then, translating. Yeah, you no. were just describing what you were saying. Yeah, right. I wasn't translating yeah. words. I was I was yeah. watching a scene, and then I was um, and then I was oh, describing it. 
Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that's how well, that'll work. It. Physical things. The problem, of course, is when you get into abstract concepts <laughs> that fails. But yeah, as long as you're talking, well, of course, in a court of law, well, at least criminal law, <laughs> anyway, it's probably going to be mostly about concrete objects, not um, you know philosophical entities. You know that can get a little problematic. Most of it, most of it was just legal mumbo jumbo. You know, uh, housekeeping. Uh, uh, housekeeping, uh, waiving rights, and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, most of it was pretty uh, uh, boring and repetitive. Um, yeah, but, but of course, but then, it's easy for that. Yeah, yeah. But then you would get into a trial situation, and you know, the trial was sort of the that was the more interesting part of uh, of it. And um, uh, part of the time, you would be, uh, you know, with the defendant at the at the uh, counsel table, and then. Uh, the the difficult nerve wracking part was when you had to go to the witness stand yourself and and uh, translate for the defendant there or or for well, a witness. An interesting uh, book by Douglas Hofstadter, uh, a big thick book on translation. You might be interested in reading it. Mm-hmm. D- Douglas Hofstadter. Yeah, what you're is, familiar with? No, I'm not. So so uh, what, who who is he? Uh, he's the guy who wrote uh, Gödel, Escher, and Bach. Uh, back in the 70s, I think, or when he first wrote that. He's a uh, pretty famous guy. Well, I guess famous just in certain circles. Then. Yeah, no, no. I'm not but, that well-read. Okay, well, uh, anyway, uh, well, yeah. If, if I mean, some people are, I'm a reader, so, you know, I um, that's how I get a, most of my stuff, I guess, is through reading. I've read a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just a style, I guess. You know, different people have different styles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he wrote a really interesting book about translating this very s- small, cute little uh, uh, French poem written in the 17th century. Uh, mm-hmm. A guy wrote it for his friend's daughter, who was sick in bed, and uh, he's just this little amusing, funny poem. Uh, a poem that he wrote, and um, and the book is like 800 pages long, and he had all his friends do different translations of the poem, and talks about whether you're going to stay true to the rhythm of it or the or the meaning of it, or you know, yeah. you can't be true to everything. That's you right. You know, you got to make some choices. You know, and he and goes just into it's just one of the most fascinating books I've ever read on language. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can. You have that sort of um, decision to make uh, when you're translating, especially uh, at the witness stand, um, uh, about how literally you're going to go. Or uh, yeah. and and sometimes if you if you don't go literal, um, then then I'm, I can't come up. I can't think of an example right now. But the the, the you know the attorney will say like, put yourself in my shoes or something. Or oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you they'll, can't they'll, you can't translate that literally. It doesn't. Yeah. But, well, that's, you're talking about idioms. You, you know, but, when but someone the problem, says he kicked the bucket. <laughs> you know, you can't translate that literally. That would be absurd. Right. But the problem is. If you don't translate it literally, so so you, you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you don't translate it literally, that you, you might say something. They might say some expression, then you might say "kick the bucket" because maybe it means the same thing as "kick the bucket" in English. So you might say "kick the bucket," and then the uh, attorney might then focus on one of the wor- on that one word "bucket," 
And yeah, and, why and, did you keep the bucket? Right. <laughs> what, you and, didn't like the bucket. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the 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 interpreter, who for the most part is is in, is transparent to the whole scene, it, it all of a sudden takes center stage and and uh, yeah. Well, uh, but that's so, unavoidable, though. I mean, it, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are cases where that's just unavoidable, and, and you, have, you probably have to stop and explain what you're doing or what the problem is. Yeah. And idioms are, are a major issue in that. And English, of course, is just full of idiomatic usage, and uh, which makes it real tough for people learning English. <laughs> right. Well, most languages that are full of idioms, probably. Yeah. And then, uh, in, in, with my pro- computer program, one of my main emphasis has been on parsing uh, computer languages. So I've, you know, I work on parsing mainly, um, and so, um, so I guess I guess it all ties together, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. So how is how is your new equipment working out? Well, you and I are able to talk. This is working. I have a lot of work. I mean, the, the computer is, you know, it's, I just installed a clean system on it. There's no, the only software it's got on it now is TalkShoe and Skype. I mean, you know, aside from what came with the Mac operating system. So I've got a, well, I, I'm, anyway, like I say, I'm just experimenting, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with this thing, uh, what I can use it for. I'm just starting to set it up. There's no hurry. Mm-hmm. And actually, I probably should get on. I've I've got a bunch of stuff I need to do. Well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you came into my room, and uh, I'd really like to do a crossword puzzle with you sometime. I think that would be fun. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I make no promises, but you never can tell. <laughs> I know. I, I think it would be a treat to do a crossword puzzle with you. Get yeah, your, yeah. Get your take on some of the clues. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I've never done a crossword puzzle with. Well, no, that's not true. I've done it with people before, but again, we were sitting somewhere, and you know, with uh, the trouble is, I'm better than most. Of, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm better than you, but, but, um, well, you know, I mean, most people. It's not the issue. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, that that's why I haven't done it with other people because uh, you know most people just, you know, we could think of a way because like. We could take turns. We, you know, we, uh, uh, we we do a clue, we do a clue, and it's my turn. And I, if I know it, I answer. If I don't know it, I, I give it to you and let you try to answer it. You know, and we yeah. just take turns. And and in the meantime, uh, you know, we give our uh, we give our oh this give our take on on, yeah. on why yeah, we answer things. Right, you're right. I think that might be fun. Yeah. But, um, like I say, I don't know when it's going to be fun. That's that's fine. I'll I'll uh, it'll be a, a nice surprise for me one time. I'll, you'll, yeah, you'll... I'll leave it up to you. You can keep bugging me about it until I finally agree. Well, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bug you at all. You 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 know you uh you, you're on Skype or, or uh, talk to you long, uh, enough. You you know you one one, yeah, one night you'll be there, yeah. and you'll wander yeah. in. It'll be yeah, fun. I'll see you here, and I'll think, okay, tonight's the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Okay. Thanks again for coming by, uh-huh. uh, Heron. Bye bye. All right. See ya. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.